You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Jeremiah 52, we started last week and we saw that this chapter was or is the fulfillment of Jeremiah's prophecy on the nation of Judah. Now, I know we've been in this series for a long time. We've even taken a few different breaks during this series. But I want to remind you that Jeremiah, he was a a preacher. Jeremiah was a prophet. But Jeremiah, he didn't have much success in the world's eyes. As a matter of fact, I think that God gives us the lessons from Jeremiah to encourage us because sometimes in life, and and I'm talking now, I'm talking to those of you who have been Sunday school teachers. Uh, You've you've worked in a junior church. Uh, You've worked in a ministry. You've you've gone out soul winning. Uh, You've worked on a bus ministry. Uh, And by the way, this is not to embarrass anybody at all, but I know we've got quite a few. But how many of you have ever worked in some kind of a ministry in years gone by, or even you're working in one now. Let me see your hands. So you know what I'm talking about. Good, a lot of hands. Put your hands down. Well, I believe God gives us this account of Jeremiah so that we would be encouraged that even when we do not see fruit, even when we do not see results from our ministry, can I tell you, our labor is not in vain. Those those years that you spent working in ministry, for some of you in this room, decades. We've got some of our shut-ins that are are watching or listening right now. I talked uh, this afternoon to Miss Drew Barlow. You know how many years Miss Drew has served in ministry, music ministries, and playing the organ and directing a choir? Uh, That's a lot of years. Well, can I tell you, None of those years were wasted because they were spent serving God. They were spent investing in eternity. Say, well, pastor, but what if you don't see results down here? Well, we're not living for down here. And by the way, if you don't see results down here, that doesn't mean there are not results. Only heaven is going to reveal. Just look back. I saw Brother Bobby Mills right back here. You know, Brother Bobby... Uh, and, and by the way, it's, it's probably getting close to time where he won't be able to do it. I'm not going to tell him what to do or not to do. But you know who has come out soul winning every Thursday for so many years, knocking on doors, talking to people about Jesus, giving out gospel tracts, and most people, you, you never would have known it, Brother Bobby. You know who was Brother Bobby's partner for most of those years? Alton Powell who served as our greeter uh, on Sunday mornings, who went home to be with the Lord this uh, last summer, last spring. But can I tell you, Brother Bobby, I don't know how many of those tracks made a difference. I don't know how many people got saved, but I don't think we will know until we get to heaven. But when we get to heaven, we're going to see not only the results, but we're also going to see the rewards for our faithfulness. You see, Jeremiah preached for over 50 years. And at the end of his ministry... It appears that he had this many converts, zero. You know, for most of us, we wouldn't last 50 days with no results. For a lot of us, you take 50 weeks or 52 weeks, one year, and say, no results, it's a waste of time. 
I want to tell you, friend, it's not a waste of time to come to church. It's not a waste of time to read your Bible. It's not a waste of time to pray. It's not a waste of time to serve in the nursery. Not a waste of time to sing in the choir. Not a waste of money to put your offering in the plate when it goes by. That is not a waste. Can I tell you, you are not wasting. You are investing in what really matters. You're investing in eternity. You can say, well, I, I'm going to invest my money down here. Great, wonderful. You'll have whatever you have for 50, 60, 70, 80 years maybe. But what you invest for eternity, you will have the benefits and you will see the results forever and ever and ever when we get to heaven. I believe God gives us the account of Jeremiah to remind us of the importance of being faithful even when you see no results. Just like I think God gives us the book of Job to remind us that whatever trials we're going through, you can make it and you can trust God. Aren't you glad we've got the story of Job in the Bible? Doesn't that help you when you go through hard times and say, if Job could make it, I could make it. Well, can I tell you in the ministry, if Jeremiah could stay faithful to God for over 50 years with no results, you and I can with God's help and by God's grace, we can stay faithful. We saw last week, we saw some consequences that Zedekiah faced because of not listening. And we saw how that the Babylonians invaded and Zedekiah, he was the last king of Judah. He tried to flee and he was captured and they captured him and his princes and his, his, his soldiers and they captured his sons and they killed Zedekiah's sons in front of his very eyes. Then you remember what they did after they executed his sons. They plucked out the eyeballs of Zedekiah so that he was blind for the rest of his life. And the last thing that he saw with his eyes was the execution of his very sons. And it was his fault. He was responsible because he disobeyed God. We saw last week the consequences that he faced. Number one, we saw that his family was destroyed. And I want to tell you, friend, when we refuse to obey God, we are not only hurting ourselves, but we are hurting our family. We're hurting those that we love. We're hurting those that we're close to. Uh, can I tell you, that's a good reason to say, I'm going to stay close to God. I'm going to do what God says because I don't want to bring the judgment of God on my life or on those that I love, my family and those that are closest to me. Number one, his family was destroyed. We see that consequence. Number two, we see that he lost his vision. And of course, he lost his physical vision, but he lost his spiritual vision. He had taken his eyes off of God and he got his eyes on what man could do. And he got his eyes on the Babylonians and he got his, arm, uh, his eyes on the Egyptians and he was hoping that they would help and they would rescue. But friend, I want to tell you, there is no help apart from God. Uh, you might think that maybe somebody's going to come through for you, and they may or they may not. But I'll tell you, hope is found in the Lord. And Zedekiah lost his vision. And then number three, I'll give you this one. Number three, we see lessons or consequences from the life of Zedekiah is that he lived a life of regret. Now, we all, we all, if we're honest, we all have some regrets. We all look back and say, that was a foolish decision. I should not have done that. I should not have said that. Uh, I should not have missed that opportunity. Whatever, we all have those regrets. But can I tell you, Zedekiah, he lived a life 
of regret because of his decision to disobey God. He lost his throne. Now, can you imagine going from the king to a slave in a matter of minutes? Can you imagine from going to sitting on a throne to being chained and locked up as a prisoner all in the blink of an eye? He lived a life of regret. He lost his power. He lost his throne. He lost his influence. You know, it used to be that when Zedekiah would speak, people would listen. But now nobody cared what he had to say. He lost his influence. He lost his power. He lost his freedom. By the way, that's something we take for granted, do we not? Living in the United States of America, we take the, our freedom for granted. But many times we take for granted the fact that we have freedom in Jesus Christ. Praise God, we're not bound by sin. We're not chained uh, to, the, to, the, to the sin uh, and, and then the, the devil. And we're not in bondage anymore. We've been set free. Uh, we have liberty in Jesus Christ. And don't ever take that for granted. Can I tell you, when you do not follow God and you do not follow the word of God, you are putting yourself back under the bondage of sin. And I'll tell you, sin, sin always takes you farther than you want to go. You've heard it before. Sin always keeps you longer than you want to stay, and it always costs you more than you want to pay. Uh, he lost his freedom. He had freedom, but he lost it. He lost his family. Now, I understand I'm talking to folks here and you've lost a loved one. A loved one's passed away from a sickness or from cancer or from an accident. I understand that. For Zedekiah, that wasn't the case. He lost his family because of his decision to reject the Word of God. Can I tell you, I don't want to live with that kind of regret. I don't want to live with regret that my family... Uh, uh, went down a road or they went down a path following me and the way I went. And maybe I got right with God and maybe I got turned around, but it was too late for my family. And I want to tell you, there may be times where uh, the prodigal will come home and I thank the Lord for that, but I'm thankful when the prodigal came home that daddy was still at home. Daddy was still faithful. Daddy was still doing what's right. And parents, when the children go astray and when they get right with God, they need a mom and a dad that's still a loving God and serving God and going to church and, and reading the Bible and praying and doing what's right. Don't live a life of regret because you walk away from God. He lost his family. He lost his nation. Now, again, I think we sometimes take these things for granted, but, you know, we are so blessed to live in the United States of America. But Zedekiah, he was the king of Judah. These were God's people. This was the nation that God had chosen. And he lost it all. And it was his responsibility because he was the one in authority. Of course, we talked about the fact that he lost his eyesight. We see some consequences that Zedekiah faced. As we close out this series uh, here tonight or next Wednesday for sure, I want to shift gears and I want us to look at a few lessons that we can learn, not from Zedekiah, but now I want to look at some lessons that we can learn from the life of Jeremiah. Number one, if you're taking notes, let me give you a few thoughts and turn with me, please, to Jeremiah chapter 20 in your Bibles, Jeremiah 20. I think one of the greatest lessons we can learn from the life of Jeremiah is to stay faithful. Or in other words, don't quit. Stay 
faithful to what God has commanded. Stay faithful to what God has called you to do and don't quit. Now, do we feel like quitting sometimes? Absolutely. And by the way, as you read through the Bible, you'll come across men like Elijah who saw the great victory on top of Mount Carmel with the, uh, the fire falling down from heaven. And you know what Elijah was saying just a day later? God, just kill me. Get it over with. Remember Jonah? Jonah, the prophet that God said, I want to send you and I want to see an entire city of Nineveh converted. And Jonah said, I'd rather die. I'd rather just run from God and throw me overboard, guys. I don't want to do God's will. And then we see Jeremiah in chapter 20, verse number 9. Jeremiah came to a point in his life where he was so discouraged that he was ready to quit. And he said, I will not make mention of him. He said, I'm not even going to talk about God anymore. Now, no, no Christian should ever come to that point. But this is a preacher. This is a prophet. That's his job. That's his calling is to talk about God. He said, I'm not even going to mention God anymore. Can you imagine that in your life if you ever got to the point where you said, I'm not even going to talk about God? I'll be honest with you, I don't, know what, I don't know what you talk about. You can't talk about God and the blessings of God and the goodness of God and the salvation of God and the promises of God and the provision of God. I don't know what you talk about. It'd be a pretty miserable life if you didn't even talk about God. But Jeremiah said, I'm not even going to make mention of him nor speak anymore in his name. He said, I'm not going to go telling everybody, hey, here's what God said. Here's what God wanted you to know. He said, I'm done. But something happened. Verse number nine, he said, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire. Can I tell you, friend, that's why you got to get in the Bible. Because you get in the Bible and the Bible gets in you. And when you get discouraged, this book will keep you going. This book will keep you straight. This book will keep you on track. And Jeremiah said, I was ready to quit, but God's word was in my heart as a burning fire. He said, I felt like it was shut up in my bones and I, I, I felt like I had to let it out. I, I couldn't just keep it in there. It was burning so hot. It was burning so fierce. And there was something inside that I just couldn't shut up then. And notice what he says. And I was weary with forbearing. That word forbearing, it means holding back. He said, I couldn't hold back anymore. I could not talk about God. And by the way, I hope this week when you go to work and when you go home and when you go about your business, I hope there's something inside of you say, I can't not talk about God. I can't not praise God because God's done so much for me. I just got to tell somebody about what he's done. Jeremiah said, I, I couldn't hold back. He said, I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. That word stay means to endure something. He said, I couldn't endure it. He said, I couldn't handle it. I felt like I was holding back and God's word was burning in me and finally I just had to let it out. Can I tell you, friend, God wants and God desires us to stay faithful. Don't quit. Don't give up on God. God has done so much for us. I'm glad Jesus didn't give up on us. Don't give up on him. Don't quit. You'll want to quit. There'll be times where people will persecute you. There'll be times where people will be mean. 
There'll be times where people will lie. There'll be times where people will be malicious. There'll be times in ministry where the very people you're pouring your heart and soul into, they will turn their back on you or sometimes they'll sneak around behind you and stab you in the back. But friend, you're not serving for them and I'm not serving for them. Last time I checked, we're serving the Lord. And you say, well, people ought to appreciate me. Yeah, maybe so. But I'm not serving for the appreciation of man. If I were serving for the appreciation of man, I'd have hung it up a long time ago. But I'm in this thing because I want to please the Lord. And I want to stay faithful to Him. And when I stand before the judgment seat, it's not the judgment seat of the church member. It's not the judgment seat of brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so. It's the judgment seat of Christ. And when I stand before that judgment seat, whatever anybody else has to say is not going to matter. The only thing that matters is what God says and what God knows. And can I tell you, stay faithful. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. Maybe you're ready to quit. I hope not. I hope you don't already have the letter in your pocket. You were getting ready to hand it to me after and saying, Pastor, I'm done with my ministry. I'm too discouraged. I'm too depressed. I'm, I'm ready to give it up. I, maybe that's you. Uh, or maybe you say, well, I didn't have it written out yet, but I was kind of formulating it in my mind. Well, can I encourage you? Before you do that, would you get in this book right here? And let this book get in you and let that fire start to burn. And when that fire starts to burn, you're not going to be able to help yourself. You're going to have to talk about the Lord. You're going to have to serve the Lord. You're going to want to serve the Lord because of what he's done. Number one, stay faithful. Don't quit. Don't give up on God. First Corinthians, turn there in your Bibles, if you would, please. First Corinthians chapter 15. By the way, Jeremiah, we mentioned it a few moments ago, but he preached for over 50 years. And he wasn't preaching to lost people primarily. He was preaching to Christians. He was uh, preaching to Christians who were backslidden. And can I tell you, there are times where you'd rather preach to lost people than to backslidden Christians. Because here's what happens with backslidden Christians. You know what they'll say? Oh, I've already heard that. Yeah, I used to believe that stuff. Oh yeah, I used to do. Oh yeah, going to church? Yeah, whatever. Oh, reading the Bible? Oh yeah, I know all that. I know all the stories. Oh, singing the choir? Oh yeah, yeah, that, that choir, you know, I don't even like those songs anymore. Can I tell you, that's hard to preach to backslidden people. And backslidden people in Jeremiah's day, they were not civil. <laughs> the backslidden people that Jeremiah preached to, they hated his guts and they wanted to kill him. And they threw him into a pit with the intention of, of taking his life. And yet Jeremiah stayed faithful even while people were trying to kill him. Now, I thank the Lord I've not had anybody try to do that. And I pray I don't have anybody try to do that. But can I tell you, if Jeremiah could stay faithful, then you and I can as well, because the same God that was faithful to Jeremiah, that same God's going to be faithful to you and me. Number one, stay faithful. Number two, let me give you another lesson I believe we can learn from the life of Jeremiah, and I'll stop with this. I believe the lesson is that we can trust God. We can trust God. 1 Corinthians 15 in your Bibles, verse number 58, we see the challenge for us. It says, therefore... My beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, 
That, that's faithful. That's dependable. Hey, be steadfast. Don't move. Be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Number one, be faithful. Number two, trust God. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, if you'll turn over it with me, a familiar passage, I think you probably have it memorized. But Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we teach this to our children, but it's so important for us to, uh, to, to apply it to our own lives every single day. Proverbs 3, verse number 5, the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. You know what Jeremiah did? He just believed that God was going to keep his promise. He just believed that God was going to take care of him. Turn back with me, if you would, to Jeremiah chapter 1. Here's what God told Jeremiah at the beginning of his ministry. And by the way, God reminded him from time to time throughout. But at the very beginning, God told Jeremiah, he said, Jeremiah, I'm calling you. You are to be a prophet to the nations. He said, before I formed you in, in your mother's womb, I ordained you, I sanctified you. And notice what it says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 8. God says, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. God promised Jeremiah, he said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to be there with you. I will not leave you. Notice chapter 1 and verse number 17. Thou therefore gird up thy loins. That, word, that, that term there means get prepared, get ready for action. Gird up your loins and arise and speak unto them all that I command thee. Be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. And behold, I have made thee this day as a defensed city and an iron pillar and a brazen wall against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the princes thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. He said, I have made you a, like a solid wall. He said, they're going to fight against you. They're going to attack you. They're going to come after you. But he said, I have made you like a wall, and they are not getting through that wall. Verse 19, and they shall fight against thee, but they shall not prevail against thee. Here's why. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. Can I tell you, you can trust God. You can trust him. You can have faith in him, you can have confidence in him, and you can know that he is not going to abandon you. He's not going to leave you. He is with you, and he is with me. I think that's why Jesus gave his disciples, when he gave them the great commission in Matthew 28, verse 20, he said this, while you're going and preaching and teaching and reaching everybody with the gospel, he said, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Doesn't matter how far you go, God promised that he will be with you. And that, that phrase, unto the end of the world, it doesn't just mean a geographical location. 
it means even unto the end of the world, even when you get to the end of time. And I understand that that's a, a, a different concept because really with God, there is no beginning and end. He's everlasting. He's eternal. But for us, sometimes we feel like that time is a, is, is a, a boundary. But God says, doesn't matter how far you get. Doesn't matter how long it's been. Doesn't matter how many years it's been. Doesn't matter how many decades it's been. God says, I am with you and I'll never leave you. Few lessons from Jeremiah. Number one, I believe a lesson is that we should be faithful. Jeremiah was faithful. What a great example of faithfulness. But number two, I believe the lesson is this, that we should trust God. I want to encourage you tonight. I don't know who needs to hear it. Probably all of us, but I'm sure there's some specifically tonight that God is speaking to your heart. I want to tell you, you can trust God. He will never fail you. He will never let you down. People will let you down. You say, well, pastor, I was trusting the church. I was trusting in a man. I was trusting in a person. I was trusting in a coworker. Well, I'm sorry to break the news to you, but people are going to let you down. But Jesus will never fail. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.